Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney, I have, I've been doing a, a lot of thinking about how I can contribute to the show more and to the marriage. It's about time. Uh, and you know how you're a doctor? Yes, I'm aware of that. And you fact. know you know how by being married to you, I'm sort of a doctor. No, that's not. I Honor, mean, honorary. No, God, not a thing. If you are listening to this and you have a university... Please, I'll do anything to get an honorary doctor. And you doctorate. have a university. If you own a university, if you are a university and you're listening <laughs> to this, whoa, those are some big headphones. Unless you're Phoenix Online, in which case you're just plugged into the grid. Anyway, I'm going to um, I'm going to contribute more because I feel like you are sort of like so you're a real doctor, right? Right. I am. Okay. I am a real doctor. So what I'm thinking is I want to be more of like a folk doctor. You know what I mean? Like. Folk remedies, no. Like, oh, like I thought you meant like folksy, like. Well, like Patch know, Adams. Like, Hi, how y'all doing? Yeah, that's like a like a bumpkin Patch Adams. No, I want to be like you, like you know how people say like their legs are hurting because their arthritis when it's about to rain or something. Like I want to do all yeah, medical well, te- testing that way. Oh, so so like, in order to diagnose arthritis, you're just gonna wait till it rains rain and tunes, then go and door to door. door and how ask are you people, feeling? If their knees hurt. Or if they say, I think I have arthritis, Doc, I'll say, let me check that forecast. I'll get you a diagnosis. Pronto. <laughs> like, I give, uh, let me give you one right now. Anemia. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you rub a gold ring on somebody's skin and it makes a black line, then they are anemic. There is one, well, another test for me to do. Um, No, that's, that, that's actually not true. Um, but I, I mean, I will, I, I'll give you a little bit of a pass in that you're not, I think a lot of people think that. Mm, well, um, how, how can it be true if I think it, how can it not be true if I'm like, if I know, n- how well, would I know if it, if it wasn't true? Where did mm. you, where did you hear about that? Gosh, you know, folk has been passed down. Exactly. Folk medicine Sydney has been the, passed down mm-hmm. from generations to generations. The thing about stuff been my that nonny, gets, my nonny's nonny, my nonny's nonny's nonny. It's impossible to say. The thing about stuff that gets passed down generation to generation is that as nice as that is, as comforting as that is, it doesn't necessarily make it true. It might be, but that one's not. That's mm-hmm. not true. Um, you're probably just reacting to the metal in the ring if you have a black line on your finger from a it has nothing to do with an, i mean like you know to diagnose anemia you need a blood test right well uh i guess i mean, I, mean this... I can look at patients and sometimes say like hmm i see some signs that maybe they're anemic but like i i really need that blood test to be you know i agree to disagree sure. but i think that it's um probably for the best since i don't know what anemia is and i don't know how to treat it okay well uh, maybe we should back up a little bit okay maybe we should talk about what um 
what anemia is, but maybe a little broader than that, because this is, uh, you know, this is Sawbones. Sure. Right. This Get is a medical history podcast. Rough and raw. And we like to we like to deal Real in and the historical stuff that maybe sometimes is a little funnier. And so why don't we talk about something called green sickness? Okay. okay. Like Kermit had. Yes. Like Kermit. And, and it wasn't easy, folks. But he dealt with that struggle <laughs> every day. You know what? I'm really glad. I knew that joke was going to happen in this episode, and I'm glad you got it out of the way right now. Joke is very liberal. You're okay. being very, very loose with the term. So we're going to talk about green sickness. Thank you, Crystal, for recommending this topic. Uh, and as we've kind of alluded to, when we talk about green sickness, which is not a disease that exists anymore, like you won't find that in medical literature. It's not like you... We cured it. Congratulations, no, humanity. No, it's We just, eradicated it. Coming for you next, guinea worm. No, well, good, but no. Okay. It's not that we eradicated it. It's that it was another example of us kind of seeing some sort of syndrome in patients and tagging it with a name that had all kinds of connotations and all kinds of strange treatments, but really ended up probably being different diseases um, and having nothing to do with what we thought, you know, was originally causing it. Uh, so for instance, green sickness largely would be what we think of as a hypochromic anemia today, which just means it's a kind of anemia where if you look at the red blood cells underneath the microscope, they look pale in the center, hypochromic, less okay. color right? Mm -hmm. So you look pale and that's usually caused the most common by, by iron deficiency. Now there are some other genetic disorders that can cause it, but for the most part, we were probably dealing with iron deficiency. Now, again, since green sickness also encompassed some other things, we'll kind of get into that, but that's largely what we're going to talk about is, is the anemia portion. Okay. It was also known as chlorosis, okay, which comes from the root for green. Oh, like chlorophyll. Yeah. And uh, also called the pale or white sickness because uh, the general idea is that people who had it would be very pale, right? Would be have would have a very pale complexion because most of them are anemic, uh, and they uh, and they may even appear a little green tinged because they were so pale. Was that's where the name comes from? Now, did we have an understanding of what anemia was at this point? No. Okay. No. Um, the we we really uh, when you go back, you can see like Hippocrates and Galen making some references to something that may have been anemia to you know people who uh, especially women this is green sickness was largely a disorder of women um not that men couldn't get anemia but it was just it it tended to be associated with females and there was an association with women around the age that they started menstruating that they might get green sickness okay which is not like a a crazy thought because you do lose iron during your period right when you start having periods you may some women do suffer from some iron deficiency anemia as a result so mm -hmm. that's not that's not like a crazy association um but we're not we don't really see anybody you know knowing that it has to do necessarily with blood loss um and we really don't see it defined as a disease until the 1500s hmm. um and and like i said it was mainly seen as a disease of young women uh it was although it w it happened about the time that they started menstruating it really wasn't associated with their periods as much as the fact that they were still virgins oh okay so it was thought to have something to do with the fact that these were women who were now officially of childbearing age mm -hmm. because they started their periods but they had not yet gotten married got it so okay. it was also sometimes called the virgin's disease. Mm. Um, also lover's fever. Sometimes you I like see that one. <laughs> green sickness kind of associated with the idea of, of love sickness. Sounds like a 1960 screwball comedy starring Tony Curtis. 
I'm into it. What? Lover's Fever. Lover's Fever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Coming to movie I, screens this summer, a sizzling new adventure. About Tony an- Curtis, Judy Garland. About anemia? The streets are hot. <laughs> and Judy Garland is very tired and a little short of breath. Tempers are pale. <laughs> Tempers are high. Iron counts low. <laughs> Um, it was also described as the, a term for it was the disease of maids occasioned by celibacy. Not very catchy. No, I, but I like the idea that you were occasioned by celibacy. Oh, hello. It's just hello. kind of just happened as well. Just happened to didn't, you. Plan, didn't set out to be celibate. Just didn't do it. Oh, had opportunities. Um, Shakespeare wrote a lot about green sickness, referring to women as being green or or sick and green or the, those kinds of references, and it. It was used as a way to describe a woman who may have been what they also would have called lovesick. Lovesickness was thought to be a disease process as well. Mm. And it was the sickness you get when you're in love with somebody. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only difference is with green sickness, you didn't necessarily have to be in love with one person. It was just basically you had it because you weren't getting any. Got it. So it didn't matter. Like you didn't need a specific person to fix the problem. Okay, got it. Um, any person and and you see that association like sometimes you would get you you see like Shakespeare references this and other writers that anybody who's kind of squeamish about sex maybe they're just they've got green sickness oh got the green sickness okay yeah I mean that's a very very so it's kind of like some uh, point of view it's kind of like um I don't know if like effeminate connotations would be the way but like weak willed or weak spirited like sort of connotations to it right like yes not just women but there's a there's an yeah. implication that like you don't have a strong stomach or something like that right yeah people so people who had green sickness were thought to be uh, kind of weak and and puny um it was the syndrome you would diagnose in a woman who you know like we kind of talked about was of the of that age and a virgin and and whatnot maybe sexually squeamish or whatever um but they also were usually pale tired short of breath pretty weak uh, they might have headaches they might just in general have an upset stomach and not eat very much so yeah exactly it, the connotation of green sickness is that you're not full of like life and vitality and I gotcha. um and of course uh it, what goes along with this is the inherent i mean sexism in it sure the idea that women who are of childbearing age who have not yet you know, become sexually active are somehow sick. Diseased. Yes, that the, that you have a disease and that you need a man to cure it. Yeah. Yeah, so. I can see some... Yeah, you know, now that you put it that way, I could definitely see <laughs> a problem or two with that, just from like an overarching point of view. And and you could be you could be diagnosed with this just for being like a young woman who's kind of grouchy. They'd yeah. go like, well, I mean, obviously she's got green sickness and, you know, we know the cure for that. Yeah. Get married. Get married, lady. Um, like, so like like spin like how we used to call people spinsters, which is not a thing anymore. Right, like we don't call people spinsters anymore. Like, <laughs> like definitely, like the the one thing like on a side note, that's the one problem I have. You're gonna talk. You're gonna talk about this. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I'm not saying it's not. It's just that the absolute worst thing that that he finds about his life when he you know when he goes to the alternative universe where he's never been born the absolute worst thing that happens is poor mary his wife is now uh, an old spencer who works in the library an old spencer, like, that's the worst at, an old spencer and like let's be clear 
Donna Reed looks terrific. She's yes. probably 33 years old. I mean, it's, 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 it's absolutely madness. She'll I mean, never find love. What are you talking about? It's Donna Reed. She's in her mid-30s. James. Maybe just relax a little bit, she's dude. She's gorgeous. Now, I mean, they did put the glasses on her. Oh, which so is it's like, like yeah. universal sign like, for like, oh. Sh- She's got, Ooh. she's all that itis. Exactly. So, yeah. She's got the glasses on. I, I don't know what you're saying. Sit there, Jimmy. Maybe you take the glasses off and, you know, muss our hair up a little bit. Who knows? Thanks, Clarence. <laughs> you're not helping. That is the only problem I have with the movie. That's the only problem I have. Um, so back to, should we talk about green sickness again? Yeah, or do you sure. want to talk about It's a Wonderful Life? No, no, okay. please. Green sickness. Uh, so in 1554, Johannes Lang, who was a German doctor, described green sickness and that's where we see like the first really good description of what this is and kind of like a from a medical standpoint, although it really isn't a thing at the time from a medical standpoint. Um, he describes it. He notes that it's a virgin problem. And as such, we see our first big treatment recommendation, which is, you know, get pregnant. Gross. And then it'll, you know, everything will be okay. I don't mean to say pregnancy is gross. I mean, no. like, it's gross that that would be a... Or uh, a, a, a prescription. <laughs> it was thought even just even just having sex, even if you didn't get pregnant, would fix it too. Mm-hmm. So just don't be a virgin or get pregnant, and that would be the best thing. Now, to be fair, I will say that like if you are having periods and you're losing a lot of iron, and then you stop having periods, you. So they were right. You heard it here no. first, folks. <laughs> but you could also local get doctor sides with old timey so, dudes. Ah, no, but anyway, that that. That was what they thought a remedy for green sickness was. And there's a horrible poem that I refuse to reference anything other than that it's called A Remedy for the Green Sickness. And if you are somebody who wants to read awful sexist poems from, you know, the 1500s. You go, know that's my go jam. Go check that out. <laughs> um, it's also suggested that this may be the result of poisoning. That somehow a woman, ha- her like she's poisoned herself. Mm. Um, and a lot of this was thought to be related to like a buildup of of blood and and stuff within the uterus mm-hmm. because you're menstruating so now we know that's coming out of you so we know that it's I mean hanging they're just, out they're just guessing somewhere. right they're just guessing yeah and so that maybe that's poisoning you and so it was it was uh, advised to use something called mithridate so mithridate was an anti-poisoning it was a mispro- mispronunciation of mystery date <laughs> Mithridate. Mithridate. <laughs> Mithridate was an, Mithridate. Is this something I feel That's like this is something game. that would have shown up in one of your like like those games that you play where you're like a wizard and stuff? Um, yeah. Has Mithridate ever shown up? You mean like a video game or like Like a video a, game? Like uh, when you like have you ever heard of this? I feel like this is something that should show up in one of your games. No. It it was a it's a like it was a very popular concoction that you used for any kind of poisoning. So it was it was used like across many many years. And I'm sure it has different. been. Someone will tweet at me. Yeah. And uh, and I it don't read have, that stuff. I just like the hitting people with swords. It had varying ingredients, up to sixty five, and it depended on which source you read. And it included all kinds of things, from just like cinnamon and saffron and rhubarb to like both myrrh and frankincense. Frankincense were in there. Um, turpentine, uh, parsley, just all kinds of stuff was in this. Um, you pound that all up and take it with some honey, about the size of an almond, and it was thought to cure pretty much any poisoning that could happen right um this is such a crazy cure that even plenty thought it was kind of nuts and this seems right up his alley right like it's got a ton of ingredients it makes no sense um but let me tell you what plenty said about it 
Pliny said, the Mithrida- Mithridatic antidote is composed of 54 ingredients, no two of them having the same weight, while some of it is prescribed 1 60th part of one denarius, which of the gods in the name of truth fixed these absurd proportions? No human brain could have been sharp enough. It is plainly a showy parade of the art and a colossal boast of science. That is a that is so prophetic of Pliny. Even Pliny knew. Pliny saw the whole thing. So Pliny got Pliny our old buddy Pliny the Elder got this one right. So in sixteen eighty one, uh Sydenham, who had a lot to say about a lot of stuff, classified green sickness as one of the hysterical diseases. Fake. Right. And it, well, I mean, it, at the time, that's not what he meant. Um, but it was. I mean, it's a useful mean, classification, though. Yes. It means fake stuff that only happened to women. <laughs> um, uh, and he, adv- he, now, to be fair, he did advise iron for it. Uh, the theory was that iron would, it kind of invigorate you and wake up your libido. Ooh. Um, but I mean, I don't know about that, but it is good for anemia. In general, at this period, uh, the two culprits behind green sickness were thought to be laziness. And then, of course, again, love is still a theme. So you could just give everybody a job and keep them really busy and that would prevent it. Um, And we see like this common theme of that it has to do with fear of sex or sexual repression or something like that. And that continues, you know, that that was initially associated with it and that has not gone away. And so we see like this repeated theme of like green sickness and love sickness and women can get sad and mad and desperate to be married and that they desperately need to no longer be virgins. And, um, you know, a lot of associations with stuff that just seems really convenient for, for men. men. Sorry yeah. again about all, all everything, ladies. Uh, in the 1700s, the theory behind green sickness was mainly that when women started to menstruate, their humors would build up in their uterus um, kind of and get stuck there and they would be obstructed and it would make them very sick. Um, they also had the suggestion that it's either that or it probably has to do with masturbation. Um, either way. Uh, there were there were some interesting case studies that came out of that time period where they talked about women who had green sickness and one symptom of green sickness was even though they didn't like to eat a lot of food they would want to eat something like chalk or cinders or dirt no. oh, like, like like with pica exactly so they were really describing pica which is associated with iron deficiency anemia again they didn't they didn't know that they just thought oh they're they've got green sickness they're going crazy and now they want to eat dirt um, and then there was also this idea from the time period that it had to do some with some sort of blockage of your spleen. But again, the spleen was blamed for all kinds of crazy stuff back then. So. I know. I feel bad for the spleen. It got a bad rap and then everybody just got rid of it. <laughs> Nobody even knows what it's for. I mean, I do, but we'll we'll talk about that in another episode. I don't believe you. I mean, I don't believe you. We'll talk about it, but I triple don't believe you don't need it for anything. Like No, it, it, it's, you, know, it's, you need your spleen. You absolutely. Okay. There's no way you need your okay. spleen. Yes, you. Okay. Have, do you absolutely their, do, need do your Do people spleen. have their spleens removed? Yes, sometimes. Your honor, your honor, the defense rests. But there are problems from that. Grinder you rests, your, your honor. Okay. We're not going to talk about a spleen anymore. We're going to go to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette 
the palette of a web design artist, but you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. What are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I'm eating filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. So, Sydney, you were telling me about uh, green sickness before the break, and I want to know more. So, uh, that's right, Justin. We're talking about green sickness. And as we move throughout the 1800s, um, we see a theme of of one treatment in particular um, of iron, which makes a lot of sense. Because you're iron deficient. It's the perfect treatment. 100% magic bullet. Um, And you you even actually see a a French writer during the time period, uh, Auguste St. Aramon, write a recipe for people who have green sickness for a for a chocolate you could make them that included like iron filings in iron, the chocolate iron chocolate rock and roll uh so so you know we we don't understand why this is helpful we don't even understand what we're doing with it but we do see that iron is a is a common theme yeah now the only thing that makes it a little tricky because i mean usually we stumble upon this stuff by accident right we didn't know green sickness was anemia. Turns out it is. We gave people iron. They got better. So we kind of figured it out accidentally. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the weird thing about green sickness is that while definitely a lot of cases were probably actually just anemia, iron deficiency anemia, uh, some other weird things may have been thrown in there, which led to a lot of odd treatments. For instance, sometimes uh, women would claim that, and this is this is one thought, 
Sometimes it would be reported that green sickness could cause you to stop having periods, which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense, right, if we're tying it to anemia. Right. Because you'd think more periods would make you more anemic. So there is some thought that sometimes women would claim green sickness when they were actually pregnant. Oh, as a cover-up? As like a cover-up and as also a way to be able to go to, you know, like a pharmacist or somebody who had medicines that might help start periods and maybe if there was a pregnancy that they that was unwanted and they didn't want anybody to know about, they were seeking treatment for that. Got it. So there's some thought that that was maybe some cases of green sickness. There's also some thought that maybe sometimes, because when you see that lack of period, that doesn't really make sense for anemia. So sometimes it may have actually been um, the condition of anorexia nervosa. Mm-hmm. So this may have actually been a psychiatric condition. So their iron was low because they weren't eating enough? Because they weren't basically. eating. Because it was a nutritional issue, um, huh. which is why you would have anemia and, and, and not be having periods. You wouldn't hmm. be losing blood. Yeah. Um, but so you see all kinds of different strange treatments because we really don't know exactly what we're treating or what this entity is or, you know, like like most of these things, it's multiple different things. So in addition to iron, we see uh, in throughout the 1800s um, steel filings. Uh, you could powder them also and then boil them in white wine and add some spices and Delicious. some sugar. And yeah, I'm into it. It's like mulled wine, only with metal. I guess, yeah. Yeah. And it fixes your green sickness? Sort of. Which regular wine does not? Uh, frequent exercise was a was a common treatment. It's like you're tired <sighs> and you don't have any blood. Well, we don't know that, but you don't have I mean, have that is pretty forward-looking. Forward <laughs> like, it is a good way to get more energy. Yeah, but if you're anemic, that won't fix it. Right. Yeah, that's true. The problem is not that you're... You know that anemia isn't laziness, right? It's laziness in obtaining and consuming iron, though. People were telling well, you, hey, can you go to the <laughs> iron store and buy some iron and just slam it? You're uh, like, yeah, I'll get there I later. Feel like I don't want No, that's not, that's not what that means. Um, another recipe... Uh, that I found from the time period is that you could take half a quarter of an ounce of pearl in powder, an ounce of powder of steel, cloves, mace, nutmeg, and each a, each half a quarter of an ounce of all those things. And then you dry them and you make it into a powder and you sift it. And then you take a pound of sugar and beat it and sift it again. And then chop this all up with a knife and then take as much of that as you can fit on a sixpence and eat it morning and afternoon at four o'clock and exercise while you do it. And do what? I don't know. I don't even know. Like by the time you're done with this, you don't even care if you're anemic, right? I guess. It's like yeah. whatever. I'm just exhausted from this treatment. You feel better. You do that for a couple of days and then you're like, forget it. I'm going to stop doing it. And then you have so much free time and energy. Yeah, I feel great. I don't have to do that anymore. Um, Bloodletting, of course, was a common treatment for everything. So why not also for what turned out to be anemia? Yeah. Oops. I wonder how good it is to like treat a fake disease with a fake uh, treatment. Like if the two cancel each other out at some point. <laughs> Placebo effect. That's not what that means, but maybe. No. Well, I don't think in this case, since these people are anemic and like you're bleeding them. It's true. That's fair. Um, another treatment that I saw a lot were tepid baths, which I mean... That seems like it would chill you out more. It seems like to get that that energy that you crave, you want to jump into like an ice cold bath. Well, but okay, again, this is anemia. So like we're not, you can't like just will it 
Uh, away you can't like take a cold shower and I'm get over your anemia right like i know sydney i'm not you're suggesting like, you're it. Acting like everybody with anemia is just really lazy no i'm just saying for the time period i'm not like sitting here saying like here are justin's 2016 methods for curing anemia that really definitely work take it from him he knows what anemia is no yeah well i, I mean i told you and you seem to have already forgotten so it's when you're tired and you don't have enough iron sort of so you yeah. don't have your hemoglobin <laughs> Low oxygen carrying capacity He's of your blood. So smart. Okay, do you know what hemoglobin is? It carries oxygen to your cells. Yes. Like I explained this to you, right? It's the sticky part of blood, not the no, wet what? part, but the sticky part. No, it carries oxygen to all your cells in your body, and so you need enough of it to do that. And if you don't have enough, you're not getting oxygen. It's blue usually, right? Okay, forget it. Some other treatments to go along with Justin's fake theories. Um, iodine, ergot, uh, aloe, mercury were all used. Um, riding a horse was recommended. Uh, okay. Uh, jumping rope. It's majestic and like is good for everything. Yeah, just because somebody was just like, I like riding horses. Ride a yeah, horse. Maybe that'll help. Sure. Uh, jump rope. Um, wear some flannel underwear. No, I don't want to do any of these things. Uh, brisk rubbing with a coarse towel. What? No, thank you. I would prefer not. Um, eat tender meat. Okay. Or apply friction over the loins and abdomen. And like, and of the woman? Well, of the patient, but yeah, most of the patients were, were oh. most, it was mostly diagnosed among women. That's so unpleasant. That's like such an unpleasant way to spend your time. Well, yeah. I mean, well, which, okay, which of the, was it the mercury that you thought was really pleasant or the brisk rubbing with a coarse towel that one actually bugs me the most i think it seems very intentional and personal i don't like that uh malt liquor was a recommended treatment now we're back <laughs> welcome story which you're gonna need some malt liquor you after all of that now you have my attention after all of that brisk rubbing and friction over your loins and then jumping rope and eating mercury and iodine i think i think the least you could do is offer somebody some malt liquor after yeah, that you've earned it Take a um, ride on the hurricane. And and just to top it off, why not some laxatives? Well, no. I'd rather not. I want to stop at the hurricane. Thank you. Um, warm barley water was really common, especially just add some wine in that and then put your feet in a warm bath. Which, I mean, that's, Nobody I mean, knows. Like, that sounds relaxing. Yeah, I mean, like, that's not going to, it's not going to hurt, I guess. It will chill you out about the fact that you have this fake disease. And, and it's certainly better than one of the uh, more radical options for treatment that I found for green sickness, which was quit school. <laughs> applicable to women only come on ladies yeah, just quit school it's just it's just that it's putting such a strain on, on your poor little your woman brain yeah you know to You're be not ready for the challenge that see the strain on your brain is making you like anemic it's all the iron that you need to think it's very complicated so you wouldn't understand a man just would understand you leave don't it understand. to us men Go get in a tepid bath, eat some aloe or mercury. <laughs> no, we don't know the difference. No, if you can ride a horse later, the agenda. Uh, wear some flannel underwear. I'll be over later to briskly rub you with a coarse towel. It'll be okay. Here's your malt liquor and your laxative. Just go home and have stop, a good Tuesday. Stop studying math. We Here, know you don't get it anyway. Here's your hurricane and X lax. Please enjoy yourself. <laughs> Um, so 
there were thought to be actually outbreaks of this, what they sometimes would refer to as a special women's anemia, which at least it's special, right? Yeah. Like, thanks, guys. You're going to give us an anemia and it's special. Anemia all to your own, special, ladies. Special, special lady anemia. Come visit this Just anemia whenever you want. Thanks. Uh, but they thought there were outbreaks of it in boarding schools. And so that was that was often what they would just recommend is like, oh, no, we've had another outbreak of green sickness. And this just happens when you get all these girls together. So just tell them all to quit school. And uh, what was the other one? Drink barley wine. Yeah. Barley water and wine. And take a nice bath. Just relax, ladies. Yeah. And just like, you know, stop just wearing yourself. Stop out. learning. That's we, the key thing. We finally, it, it, it by the late 1800s, we start to tie like the symptoms of what we, what we call green sickness for the most part to anemia. And then, like I said, not every woman who was ever diagnosed with green sickness was, was anemic. I mean, likely it's, you know, we've, I've compared it to hysteria several times and that hysteria was a, was a fake disease. I mean, it wasn't a real thing. Um, it encompassed probably a lot of different medical issues. And I think green sickness also was different things. Although the majority of cases, I think it would be, it would be fair to argue that they were probably related to anemia. Um, and we figure that out in the late 1800s. It isn't until 1936 that we finally identify for sure, like green sickness is not a thing. Take that out of the medical books. Like the, the term, you know, is disregarded at this point. And we start to call you know, patients with this disorder, iron deficiency anemia. And that's, that's also when we, it kind of stops being like a woman's disease. Right. You know, because I mean, anybody can be iron deficient. Does it, does it, is it new? Uh, this is slightly off topic, but is it nutritional? Iron deficiency? Yeah. Um, it depends. It, it could be. Um, and certainly we do supplement people with iron. It could be due to blood loss, actually, like slow chronic blood loss. Got a whole um, and just you you're not about. you don't have enough you're not replacing those stores enough you know fast enough because you're well I mean you don't have a well yeah you have a hole you're leaking <laughs> no you probably know oh, hopefully you would notice that it's usually lost through the through the GI tract hmm. um, or or in women periods can be a source of this kind of anemia certainly um, but men can bleed too like mm-hmm. is that did I need to say that men can bleed too no men can bleed we're not we're not animals up here we're not iron giants. <laughs> We still so, cried at the movie Iron Giant. What do you want from us? <laughs> so, um, but nu- nu- nutritional could be a problem too. Uh, it's it's you know usually either a storage or a production or a loss problem when it comes to anemia. But but um, we figure that out and then we we can once we know that you're anemic, we can which we can do through a blood test, right? That's how mm-hmm. I you know like I said in the beginning, I can look for certain signs. Like I can look at your palms or like um at your conjunctiva, kind of like the inner lining of your eyelids mm-hmm. like i can look at the in, inside there and see how's it looking palm wise yours are fine nice yes nice and nice and rosy thanks your rosy palms my rosy palms you don't want to be too rosy palms and you have liver disease it's a whole other episode <laughs> um now i'll keep an eye on that though <laughs> if, if if you're okay i'm just kind of obsessively kind of check them well either that or you're pregnant i mean i'm gonna go with the prior probably but either way um now we don't have this uh the the idea of green sickness of course that's not a thing I and mean, just like hysteria it is a it is a it was wrong it's not a disease process um we just do a blood test if you're if we think you're anemic and then um we don't we don't give people blood just because they're anemic you have to meet certain thresholds so if you're just a little low chances are we're not gonna you know i mean there are 
exceptions, but for the most part, we're not just going to replace your blood. Are you mean we're you'll rectify the situation? Yes, give you tools to help your body replace the blood on its own is usually the goal. I mean, depending on what the cause is, but um, but we don't we don't diagnose green sickness anymore. But the, it's it's a legacy lives on. Anybody who reads Shakespeare has probably come across green ladies here and there. I always feel a little sad whenever we say goodbye to a disease forever because it doesn't exist. You know what? As a woman, and usually since these are diseases that we're used to like, you know, keep keep women in like a submissive position, like like to use it to oppress us further. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of okay with saying goodbye to these Mm. diseases. Well, agree, as I say, to disagree. Am I using that right? No. Right. I, well, I mean, you're just wrong in this situation. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, so that's going to do it for us uh, talking about a green sickness. Um, we'll miss you, green sickness. Sorry that you weren't real. <laughs> okay, no, we won't miss you, green sickness. Goodbye, because green one sickness. of the main treatments for green sickness was to tell ladies to just go get laid. <laughs> or drop out your of problem, school. <laughs> your, yeah, it was your like problem. Your, it was like a reverse, uh, it was like a reverse after school special. <laughs> it's just like an endless series of women dropping out of school and having premarital sex. Your problem, young lady, is that you cannot, you will be sick and incomplete until you quit school and get a husband. Yeah. And that's until then you're going to have your green sickness. Yeah. Um, so that's not true. Stop that. I uh, want to say big thanks to Max Fun Network for having us as part of their family. You can go to MaxFunFun.org. Find a ton of great uh, shows, including uh, My Brother, My Brother, Me, which is an advice show that I do with my brothers, and it's it's fun. Um, we uh, want to thank the taxpayers for the use of their song Medicines as the intro and outro for our program. And I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, until the next time we have a topic to talk with you all about, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.